I always wanted to, you know, try something different. I wanted to leave the city, honestly. Something about it just made me, like, just want to leave the city of Cleveland. Like, just do something else. I seen, like, there wasn't no good happening. I didn't like my situation. I didn't like my circumstances. So I decided to leave. College is the first time for most young adults to get their first hands-on experience with being an adult in the real world. But what happens when you don't have mommy and daddy there to hold your hand through hard times? When you have to get down to the nitty-gritty and figure it out for yourself? What happens when you meet the wrong people, do all the wrong things, and make all the wrong choices? In this episode of Tellers, you're going to meet Cache Wilcox. She's going to tell you her story of the lost city of Paris. So, I graduated. I graduated. I got my diploma. High school. Oh, okay. Graduated high school. Maple Heights High School. I graduated. Yeah. And I got my diploma. I mean, when I walked the stage, they said, Cache Wilcox going to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. That made me feel like so proud, like to let everyone know like I was leaving, like I was really doing this. A lot of people didn't take me seriously, but it was something that I chose to do. Accompanied by her mother, her grandmother, and her sister, Cache made her way to Pittsburgh, ready to begin a new chapter and experience new things in life. Her first time being out of the house and responsible for herself. They dropped my stuff off, you know, and I met this boy walking in with my mom, and he had blonde hair at the time and, and tattoos, and he looked kind of like Chris Brown, and like I was so <laughs> in love. <laughs> no, like, no lie. And I was just like, he caught my eye, he was just so different. Like, so, like, ooh, like. <sighs> For Cachet, it was lust and effatuation at first sight. And it was actually her mother's idea that the two should get to know each other better. My mom was like, you should be his friend. Like, he seemed like your type. Little did they know that this was the beginning of a storm that they could not see coming. You know, college was like, yeah, you do work. I didn't know what to expect in college. I didn't take the work as seriously because I, I, at first I took it seriously, but then as it went on, I was so attached to him. And it was like, he lived like, so coincidentally, he lived like two doors down from me, like two doors down from me. So like, I would be in his room, he would be in my room. The two ultimately began a relationship. It became a relationship. A sexual thing but you know I figure like that's just college you know you know that's just college that's what you do but I was doing the wrong things I was doing all the wrong things like most young college students Cache and her newfound friend began to try new things and meet new people and our roommates were like so cool and chill like you know white people like to party we try different drugs try different things pop different pills, let's stay up all night. But it became a problem. It became a problem. And like this one time we had a a bottle of liquor in our refrigerator. 
and they came in, you know, through the inspection, and they, you know, like gave us a warning, all right. Then they found some weed in my other roommate room, and we was all in there, and they came in there, and we was smoking. <laughs> all right, warning number two. And then I was in my room, and my boyfriend, that's what I considered him, his name was James Woods. James Woods, that was his name. And he left like 16 ounces of weed in my top drawer. I was in there taking a shower. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was, he just left. He had just left my room. I was in there with him before I got in the shower, he was in there. But I didn't know he had it on him. Like I didn't know he had it on him. I didn't know he had it with him or nothing like that. Like he didn't show me or nothing. What happened next? would change Cachet's life forever. Then I got in the shower, and then when I got out, they came knocking at my door. So um, it was a whole bunch of, we had just got done smoking prior, but when I opened my bathroom door, it was a whole bunch of steam. So when they came in here, like, it, um, it's smoking here. I'm like, I just got out the shower. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just got out the shower, everything cool, or whatever. And then they was like, all right, let me check your room. So I'm like, I know I'm cool because I ain't got no bottles. I'm like, uh, he took off the weed. Like, we cleaned the dresser off, like, all the stuff. We cleaned it off. Like, only thing, they probably would have looked and saw, like, the papers in the trash can. But, like, that still don't prove that we were smoking in here. The dorm was then searched. Well, RAs found 16 ounces of marijuana in her top drawer. Open my top. I said, the top drawer, at least. Like, my top drawer ain't had nothing in it. And the rest of my drawers had everything in it. Like, all my clothes and stuff. At least you could have hid it under some clothes. Some, like, some, <laughs> some hit it. you could have made some type of attempt to. Attempt to disguise it. You left it in a top plane drawer. All I had was, like, pencils and school stuff in there. Dang. So he didn't care about your well-being at all, huh? Not at all. James took the blame for the whole situation. The two broke up and were asked to vacate the dorms. But James had an idea. An idea that convinced Cachet to look on the brighter side of things. He he convinced me. He gave me this idea, like, man, don't let don't let your family and stuff make it seem like you a failure. Cause you got kicked out, and now you gotta go back home. We can do this on our own. We can do this. We don't. We don't. We can live. We can find us a house. We can work. We and it'd be cheaper than paying at the dorms. Like you know, he was thinking positive. Like you know. Like, put me in the sand, like, yeah, we can do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it was so, like, he was, like, my motivator and, like, my, I don't know. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's stay. I told my mom, like, I'm not going to let you see me like that. I'm going to stay. I'm going to make an effort to stay, you know, and I'm going to get a job. But James had yet another idea. He would quickly arrange for the two to stay at a friend's house. And to support themselves, James was still selling drugs, and Cachet began to strip. Like chains, like clothes, like just like paying for us. <laughs> like, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm about to have my own money. I started dancing at Blush, my first strip club, Blush. Um, it was cool. And what was your stripper name? My stripper name was actually Peaches. My stripper name at my first club was actually Peaches. Yep. And I was working there, working there, working there. And then this white guy told me, you know what? Peaches is a typical name for a black stripper. 
And I was like, what? I was so I'm <laughs> offended. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be Paris. <laughs> and, and was that name influenced from the person that you were living with, Paris? Or did you? Um, not at all. Not at all. Not okay. at all. I don't know why. What, what made you pick Paris? Because I was like, peaches. And I was just like, I don't know. It needed to start with it. Honestly, this shit. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to like change it, like Paris. But she became bigger than what I thought she was. Wow. She became bigger than life. So then, tell us what the when Paris like basically came out the cocoon. What was the what is the loss? What is the life of Paris? Oh man, Paris was. Tell me Paris story. For Cachet, it wasn't about selling drugs or stripping. It was about something much more, something much more destructive. And it would only take a matter of time before Cachet realized this was not a part of the plan. We was like, kind of like a power theme. Still going to school, still flexing, being together, like, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like a power theme. But then, like, Stripping came like drugs <laughs> on me and his behalf, doing outrageous shit. Just it was it was crazy, but I loved him. I always tell myself like I love him, like you know we gonna get through this. The two quickly found their living situation uncomfortable and weird, claiming that James's friend would get drunk and high and begin to act extremely erratically, yelling at the two. They decided to move out. Like we need him. He didn't give us a key. So like anytime we came in late night hours, we had to knock on the door. He getting mad about that, but it's like okay. It got to a point where we was like, we can't keep living here. So James met <laughs> one of my closest, closest. I love this man a lot. His name is Tyrese, and that where it start booming. Things start getting better for us. Me and James, but but the thing was, they were gay. The guys that were helping you, the guys that me and my boyfriend decided to move in with after oh, okay. after okay. Paris. Okay, you know what I'm saying after we after we decided to leave Paris like house and we needed somewhere else to stay. We couldn't live there. We could and we didn't could we couldn't afford our own spot right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so. At the time, the money that Cachet was making from stripping was just merely pocket money. And James were supporting the two all by himself. That came with a price. At the time, my boyfriend was paying for everything. Like, he was paying for everything. Like, But you know what? He used to throw that in my face. Like, every time we used to get into an argument, Man, I leave you. You don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like throw that in your face all the time, but mm-hmm. you just feel like, okay, I need him. Like I do that. Like I need him <laughs> for real. I look like I was so stupid. Oh my god, man, the way he used to throw it in my face, it would make me feel like I was shit. Damn, like this is my only hope. Like you not my god, and I was like had to be put in a position where I needed him for everything. Cachet admits that things between her and James actually started to get better. But things took a physical turn one night when the two decided to attend a party with their new roommates. We went to a party. 
And I kept telling him, like, I do not want to go to this party. Like, we need to stop. But he wanted to, like, be in a like be seen like he really thought he was Chris Brown like I kid you not like I kid you not man I'm telling you listen he really thought he was Chris Brown like and and we went to a party and the dude at the party like knew he had money and shit like knew like what kind of nigga he was like they was planning on beating him up and one of his niggas told him like hey these niggas planning on jumping you so then I didn't know this, right? I didn't know this or none of this. Like, I didn't think this was happening. Like, I didn't know this was planned. And when we got out, but he was like, we got to leave, we got to leave. So I'm like, all right, come on, let's leave. He tried to snatch my purse, like, like, push me and stuff. But I, like, dipped him. Like, how he, like, he tried to snatch my purse like a crackhead trying to steal your purse. Like, snatch your purse and run. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he tried to do to me. But, like, for some, I was quick. Like, my reflexes were so quick, I dipped him. Like, whoo, whoo. So I'm like, what is you doing? James, while clearly intoxicated, accused Cachet of setting him up. He began to push her around. They returned to the party as if nothing had ever happened, meeting their roommate, where all three of them walked home, then took a taxi to the house. At this point, Cachet had had enough of James. The two finally parted ways. But those were not the end of Cachet's troubles. Cachet was still stripping. What is the life of Paris? Oh, man. Paris was... Tell me Paris' story. She was dangerous. She came out between the hours of, <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> 7 o'clock because we had to be there. Like Sometimes we had to be there. Like Strippers is like a job. Stripping is like a job. You got to be there at a certain time. Like, so I'd say 7, 6. Mm-hmm. Sometimes six or seven, beat her to two, like her whole, her whole purpose was to persuade you to pursue her and want to get to know her, who she was outside of being a stripper. Then they spend more money, you know. They come back to see you. So it was more of a tactic. Yeah, you have know. to. You have to like. You have the guys. Or like customers, like stripping is like you gotta sell yourself, like you like a car salesman, <laughs> for real. Like you have to really sell yourself. There's other people that's trying to do the same thing you do in one room. So tell me, like, what was that whole experience like of being in the club and everything? It would be like the beat would drop. I would like move my hips back and forth to the way the music was beating. Like, I, I didn't really know no tricks at the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> you were the new bitch. Improvise. Let's improvise. I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you going to give me a fast song? Okay, uh, let's see what we can do. For real, so, you know, but I was still cute. I had my cheeks pierced at the time, my, my face pierced. So I was real interesting. I had the side of my head shaved. It wasn't long before Cachet didn't have to face this on her own. She had made a new friend. Towards the end, I had a best friend named Jasmine. And Jasmine was my best friend. <laughs> she was my stripper buddy. <laughs> no, we went everywhere. We went, we stripped at the club called Penthouse. Then we stripped at the club called um, um, Silkies. <laughs> That's what the club was called, Silkies. <laughs> 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 
the two became extremely close friends. Jasmine was my bitch. Inviting me into her house, her home, met her mom, her family. And we was real stripper best friends. I still love her to this day, but I got fired from all the strip clubs I stripped at. End of the story. <laughs> I got fired. Why is that? From all of them. Why? Because I was drinking. Oh. To strip, you need to drink. You know, you need to drink the strip. I don't care. You can drink, and like I don't know. I feel like I feel like when I had liquor in me, my seductive side was more prone. Like that zone was more like I don't know. And drinking became a problem for Cachet and Jasmine, so much so that Cachet's mother called for an intervention. My mom had just came up there two weeks prior to have an intervention with me and her because it was getting out of hand with me. So she knew that you were up there, like, stripping yes, and my mom. and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came up there to have an intervention with me and Jasmine. At this point, Keshe knew something had to change. Yeah. I told Jasmine I wasn't stripping no more. I told her, like, I was done. I'm about to get me two regular jobs and build myself up. Still go to school. I'm like, I'm not stripping no more. I can't. I'm going to have to tell my roommates, like, look, rent might be a little slow because I ain't making it like I'm making it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it. So, yeah, Jasmine said, okay, just one more time. Like, just one more time. But we're going to make some real money. Let's go to Virginia. We went to West Virginia. Let's go out there. So I said, okay. No, this one last time, Jasmine. A decision with consequences that would bring Cachet's fast lifestyle to an end. First, when we was in the car, on our way down there, we did some molly, draw, like draw rocks, crystal molly. We just did some. Got to the club, having fun, dancing. Like, everything was cool at first. Then I just kept drinking. Kept mixing, kept trying to take myself out of what I was feeling, doing the same things over and over, not learning from my lessons. And I got really, really drunk. I hurt Jasmine. Cachet was so intoxicated that she doesn't even remember what happened between her and Jasmine until she was at the hospital and a few friends explained to her exactly what went down that night. But what, all I know was when when I snapped back into what was happening, I was on the way to the hospital. A bartender gave the girls a ride to the hospital. In the passenger side, she was the white girl, and she was like, you pushed Jasmine off a two-story building. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like, what? No, oh, I didn't. Two stories? But it was like on like a ledge. like It was just like a rail and then space. It wasn't like nothing to protect or nothing. It was just like a patio, basically. And they said that I pushed her off of there. And I just like was in shock, drunk as fuck, still drunk, crying, couldn't believe what I'd done, kept saying like, no. It was in Cachet's favor that Jasmine was okay. Like I ended up, Jasmine ended up getting out of the hospital. Like the police asked me my name and stuff. I gave them a fake name. I don't even know why I gave, I gave them a fake name. 
They didn't say nothing. Jasmine came out the hospital walking. So I'm like. The same night? That same night. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, all right. That's she cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, listen. Listen to the story, though. So I'm like, no, she cool. I'm like, she was cool. Like, so in my head, I'm like, okay, happy. So when she got in the car, just imagine how I felt. Like, had to look at her and see her. And then how she was looking at me. Like, and it was just like, and she was like, man, we, we not friends no more. Like, she was just like, and I was just crying, like, sorry. Like. The ladies drove to a nearby hotel, and when they couldn't get a room, they decided to go to another motel. That's when Cachet told them to leave her. And they left. <laughs> they left me. Like, I thought they was going to be like, come on. She was like, all right, get out. <laughs> I ain't know nobody's number but my mama's <laughs> at the time, so I called her. And she came and got me. Yeah, she took me all the way back to Pittsburgh. No, she came with my father, actually. And I ain't never seen them two together. That was rare. <laughs> that was real rare. So I'm like, okay. Like, no. They took me back to Pittsburgh. I packed up all my stuff. I came back to Cleveland. How did you feel getting back to Cleveland? Was it a disappointment to it you? It was horrible. It was horrible. Like, I was so depressed for, like, a month. But luckily, God was good to me because a month into me being home in Cleveland, my job, my mom had got my job to transfer me to Cleveland Clinic and work my same job that I had, and that job was in Cleveland Clinic. Like, it was at Aubon Pain, like this food spot. So I was working in there, and it was just like so. Cachet says that she knows in her heart that it was God that kept her. Her faith that brought her through. And the love of her parents that saved her. Like, that's how I took it. Like, this is where you need to be at this moment, like, in life. And then, like, it took <clears throat> a whole bunch of nights. Like, I thought, like, I shouldn't even went. I shouldn't have never left. I should have took all my ideas that I had and wanted to do and pursued it in my hometown, you know? But I feel like that whole experience humbled me a lot because I was a horrible person. I was a bad person. Cachet regrets ever meeting James, but knows that it took all of that to make her who she is today. It's like the it's like the you know typical story you know good girl goes away to college meets a guy right and then you know he fucks her life up right <laughs> <laughs> the end the end basically but thankfully because you are a child of God thankfully this is not that case right though she made so it through you made it right through so how do you think this has um, made you who you are today. Oh, today I'm a motivator. I feel like I feel like it motivates me to not be that person that he conformed and confined me to be. Like he he morphed me into like Paris. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he morphed me kind of into that person. So I feel like now it only makes me try my best not to be that. Try to like be more be more cautious with the people I meet, people I encounter. 
Like, it made me want to pursue a different career. It made me think about, like, maybe fashion wasn't my thing at that moment. Maybe I shouldn't have went right there. Maybe I should have waited. Like, I'm still in the fashion, but it made me buy a sewing machine. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it made me invest mm-hmm. in myself. It made me know I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, survive on my own mm-hmm. in a whole nother state. Right. <laughs> so there's nothing else that could stop me from doing nothing else I want to do in life. You know? I went, I tried, I failed, I tried again. Definitely. Well, we are so happy that Ooh. you made it through because, you know, we love you. No, thank yeah. you guys. All right. Tell my story. Awesome. That's been the first episode of Tellers. Tellers. <laughs> All right, until next time, I'm Christopher Douglas. <laughs> and I'm Alicia Tanka. And we want to thank our special guest, Cache, for coming bye through. Bye-bye, you guys. And we want to send you guys off. And remember, if you have a story to tell, hit us up on our Instagrams. I'm CJD, that's S-E-E-J-Y-D-E-E on Instagram or something. <laughs> I am she underscore T-R-U-3. All right. Good morning, good night. Good night.